They are tough words to those who do not have the Holy Spirit to show them the truth of what's being said here. To those in the kingdom of God that follow the leading of the Holy Spirit, they will recognize these words as words of love. Words that want to direct the soul away from anything that brings harm and bondage and tension and disquietness to us. And to lead us into the way by the following of the Holy Spirit, into the ways of experiencing all the blessedness of the kingdom of God in the midst of this current world that we live in and through. And so we begin with his words that are very encouraging and exhortation to us in verse 16. St. Paul says, I say then, walk in the Spirit. Walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. And these two are contrary to one another. In fact, St. Paul gives us, quite frankly, the answer to the soul the absolute illumined solution to the problems of the soul before he even goes further to state what some of the dangers and problems are. Because the solution is, and the solution will always be, that every Christian, every living stone filled with the Holy Spirit will walk in that Holy Spirit. Now what does it mean to walk in the Holy Spirit? It's a fascinating phrase. It tickles the ear. It's a very interesting thing to look at and hear. But what does it really mean in real life? Because it means something according to what Paul truly was teaching. To walk in the Spirit means this. To regulate one's entire life to the leading of the Holy Spirit. In other words, to allow one's life so totally... To be governed by the Holy Spirit within us. Another aspect, a number of the fathers paint a beautiful word picture of what it looks like for the Christian to walk in the Spirit. And they say this, to walk in the Holy Spirit is to let your life be so freely guided by the wind of the Holy Spirit as a sailor who would raise a sail. That only the wind of the Holy Spirit could take and thrust that vessel to its absolute proper destination. And that's a beautiful picture. The hands are off the rudder. The sail gets raised. And we let the Holy Spirit blow in such a way that guides and determines the way that we act and think upon all things. This is the way of the Christian who is on their way to being made whole. On their way to salvation. But I got to tell you my friends. I think you'll all admit this. That if we have a very hard time. Living such a surrendered life. To the voice of the Holy Spirit. Don't we? This is a very troubling thing to us. Something we wrestle with far too often. And the reason we have a hard time. Following the wind of the blessed Holy Spirit. Who wants to guide us all around those things. That would cause disquietude of the soul. Damage within ourselves, to ourselves, by decisions. The reason we struggle is because we're still in the process of being made whole. Our souls are not completely purified and cleansed and renewed and regenerated. They're in process at this point. There are still things within us that want to pursue things that are anti-Christ. 
They want to pursue things that are out of the blessed, perfect order that he established for all things in the garden of paradise. And it's only in that blessed order that he established that the human person can truly experience all the profound, unfathomable blessings of the kingdom of God and what it is to truly live and breathe from union of fellowship with Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We struggle with this because we're in process, and yet St. Paul beckons the church of Galatia, and he beckons us, as the Holy Spirit does today, raise the sails. Be captivated and captured by the wind of the Holy Spirit. Let him blow through your life and guide you to every good and wondrous thing. That's what St. Paul is saying. One early church theologian, uh, Marius Victorinus, he said this, The whole essence of the gospel is to think according to the Holy Spirit, to live according to the Holy Spirit, to believe according to the Holy Spirit, and to have nothing of the flesh in one's mind and actions and life. That's true Christianity. The one given over to the Holy Spirit who delivers to us the way to see everything through God's eyes. The way to discern the spirits, those things that are damaging to the soul. And those things by the Holy Spirit that will breathe life into the soul of mankind. That's what he's saying. That's the essence of Christianity. And the Holy Spirit will always lead us if we follow to abandon and have nothing to do with the lusts and cravings of the flesh towards those things that are so destructive. Those things that, as St. Paul says, the flesh is at war with the Spirit of God. And the Holy Spirit within us is at war with the flesh. But you know, to understand that statement, it's a very important statement to understand. We need to kind of define flesh. Because I don't want you to understand flesh and to see flesh. And the church teaches this very clearly. We'll see it in a minute. The flesh is not this body, this skin and bone and everything that's on us. Ligaments, our brains, our hearts, all of that. That is not the flesh that is talked about here by St. Paul. Listen to St. John Chrysostom talk about the flesh that wars against the Holy Spirit. He says, the body alone does not cause any motion, but it is moved toward action by something. For desire is not of the body, but of the soul. The flesh, St. Paul means not the physical body, but the evil choice that originates from the soul. By flesh, he means these earthly thoughts that are apathetic, indifferent towards God, that fail to follow the Holy Spirit. He says, this is not a condemnation of the created body, but a reproach against the apathetic and indifferent soul toward God. That is the flesh that wars against the spirit. And that is the spirit, about the spirit that wars against the flesh. And why does the Holy Spirit war within us against the flesh? Because of the love of God. The Holy Spirit wages war against those things in us that are not like our God, that would seek to damage the soul, because the Holy Spirit of God wants the whole saved, restored, at peace, content. Something, everything other than we see in the world, particularly today. So the Holy Spirit wars against the flesh, the things, the thoughts that are not like God, will lead us astray. 
And as to the Holy Spirit and flesh being at war and enmity with one another, listen to what St. John Chrysostom says. The things that oppose each other are the virtues of God and the vices of our enemy. Not the soul and body within a man. For if the soul and body are opposed to each other, each is set to the destruction of one another. But if the soul cares for the body by living by the Holy Spirit, and the body serves the soul which is given over to the Holy Spirit, how can there be any war within? There you will find peace. I want you to hear this very clearly. Because we are at the very heartbeat of the problems within ourselves. What is it that blows apart our peace? What is it that causes true contentment and true joy to flee our lives? When we set our soul apart from the Holy Spirit, because as soon as we set our soul apart from the Holy Spirit and His leading in our life, there the internal war begins. The Holy Spirit reaching out to save us and our flesh craving these things so strongly that wage war back against the Holy Spirit. How can there be peace in a time of internal war? And you and I know this. When we choose directions that are anti-Christ, if we choose, when we choose directions that war against the soul, you know you lose your peace. I know I do. Again, contentment is no longer anywhere to be found. Our souls become restless again because they've sought something outside of God to find their rest. And it's an impossibility. It's a futile frustration. But the Holy Spirit, my friends, leads us to polar opposite. Leads us to the ways of God, the heart of God, the virtues of God, where there is no more war with and all of a sudden you sit and you put your head on the pillow at the end of the day. And your mind and your heart, your whole being, is enjoying the rest of our Lord Jesus Christ. That he has come to give every soul. So St. Paul establishing that. Walk in the spirit. Don't let this war happen constantly within us. He now goes to tell us the problems that the soul faces. Those things that endanger the peace the quiet of the soul, the rest of the soul. And he calls them the works of the flesh. St. Paul says, Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, sexual immorality, uncleanness, lewdness, the first four things that he mentions that wage war with the soul are entirely sexual in nature. Why? Because sexuality is the most, one of the most precious gifts God ever bestowed upon mankind. He bestowed it upon mankind, Adam and Eve in the garden, so that the joining of the man and the woman together, through that union, they could become so like God in this, that they could share His creative power, bringing life into the world. This is the perfect order. And St. Paul had come into a Greek culture that was steeped in sexual sins. Sins of sexual lust outside of the marriage bed. Homosexuality ran rampant in these times and so on. This is the culture that the gospel came into. And he's talking about how to regain the peace in the person. How to see it in our lives. He continues with other works of the flesh. Idolatry. 
worshiping and loving anything above God. Sorcery, the pursuit of power outside of God who bestows all power in His grace to those who are His. Hatred. Boy, do we not see hatred running rampant today in this world around us. Contentions. And I would say that our nation right now is probably one of the most contentious points that I've ever seen. Jealousies. Outbursts of wrath. Selfish ambitions. Dissensions. Heresies. False teachings all over the place. Envy. Murders. Drunkenness. Revelries and the like. Now listen to what St. Paul says because it echoes what our Lord Jesus Christ says at one point in the Gospels. Profound words. The like of which I tell you beforehand, just as I told you in time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. See, these are the hard words that come to us in a world right now that has become so humanistic. And the bottom line of humanism is that everybody is welcome to believe that the truth is all in their own mind. What does that really mean? That every blessed soul all over the place has become their own God. And they determine what is right and what is good. Created things acting as if they're the creator. Is there any wonder that when our world and a culture around us embraces all of the things that the Holy Spirit led St. Paul to voice. Is there any wonder why what we see going on around us is going on? Because our culture, and I say this generally, but you see it, our culture has denied the work of the Holy Spirit that wants to bring their very soul to peace and harmony and see all of the blessings of the kingdom poured into them. And so here is where we are. And when St. Paul says that these will not enter the kingdom of God, I want you to understand clearly, those who practice these, it's a very specific word. It means those who are given over to these. My friends, let's recognize real quick, every one of us has sin in our life. Every one of us has some form of these things in our life. But the reality is that's why we're here. In the place of healing, in the place of forgiveness, in the place of redemption. And we say, we are, I am the chief of all sinners, and that is absolutely true. So St. Paul is not talking about those who are in the kingdom of God, on the path of healing, coming out of these sins, all of them over time, and finding more contentment come into their soul. He's talking about the ones that utterly deny the work of the Holy Spirit. The ones that say, no, 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 no. All those things, St. Paul, that you mentioned are, are works of the flesh. Those things are the good things. I place my identity with them. Those are the ones St. Paul, with, with the weeping heart of God in his heart, says, no, no, no. Come, let's get rid of these things so that you can truly experience wholeness and peace in our Lord Jesus Christ. So now he turns to show the church what that looks like. What does the life of the Christian who allows the Holy Spirit to be the wind in his sails throughout the course of this life? He says this, but the fruit of the Holy Spirit is, and listen to how opposite these things are to what you heard before. The fruit of the Holy Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, not holding offenses, not being quick to anger and outrage, long-suffering, kindness, looking out for the blessing of others before ourselves, goodness, faithfulness. Gentleness, and here's the big one, self-control as a fruit 
of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Against, there is, against such there is no law. And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us walk by the Holy Spirit. My friends, I want to tell you a truth. That in all the time since Christ's ascension and Pentecost and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit for 2,000 plus years, the culture all around the church doesn't inform the church. It doesn't tell us how to find peace. It doesn't tell us what's good and right. The Holy Spirit within the kingdom of God has revealed all of these things to those who seek eternal peace and salvation to be experienced both now and in the future. It is indeed the kingdom of God that is paramount and everlasting. It is the kingdom of God that being led by the Holy Spirit seeks to cast the net of the loving words come out of all of these things. Come out and find healing and find restoration and find peace. Come and join us who are on our way to such things. That's the reality in the world and for all eternity. Dear ones, listen to the heart of God today. Because you're hearing a voice of immeasurable love. His greatest desire is to share everything that he has with you every moment of every day. The only way the soul can exist in this contentment, this true peace and joy, is to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit, walk in the Holy Spirit, and let Him blow your way through life around all of the things that will destroy us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.